Welcome to the Law of Love podcast, where we discuss spirituality, personal development, energetics, and so much more. My name is Andrea Alejandre, and I'm here to amplify love and assist you in your self-healing journey. I'm glad our souls meet again. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Law of Love, the first one for 2022. I was super sick, and so I was forced to dive deep and take a break. I was miserable, but also extremely thankful that Source was kind of like, nah, you just need to relax. And so now that I'm back, I'm really excited because I have amazing, juicy episodes coming up. I feel new and renewed. I've also been doing a lot of shamanic journeying and deep diving for myself and now I'm ready to present the best version of myself for you guys. So before we jump into this episode, I have some business to take care of. The first one is I would like to formally welcome the newest Law of Love team member, my very best friend, Carrie Hagelgens, aka Mary Poppins. She has brought so much structure into my life in general, but also just helping on the back end of of the podcast with things that I'm not really super savvy in. So I want to introduce her to you guys. At some point, I will be having her come on the podcast. But for now, I just want to let you guys know that the law of love is expanding and I am doing my absolute best to make it better for you guys. Speaking of expansion, we also have the podcast on Patreon now. So if you want to support the podcast, support me making the podcast, then you could support it by joining one of the Patreon tiers. We have a bunch of different uh, exclusive perks that you would get by joining on top of my unconditional love gratitude, (laughs) of course, which you're already getting just by being here. So thank you so much. I know you guys could be doing a bunch of really cool things right now. I also wanted to make sure that you guys had a space outside of Patreon, outside of Instagram, kind of just condensed where we could talk and connect and, you know, get to know other like-minded individuals. So if you're on Facebook, I invite you to join the Law of Love Community Facebook group. And again, connect with this community, which I found a lot of us have been looking for, especially through the times of COVID. I think that's pretty much all the business that I had to cover, so let's dive. Let's dive deep. Um, (laughs) This episode is probably going to be one of the most vulnerable and really just personal, extremely personal, but I think that this is a great way to start the new and improved Law of Love 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. I don't even know how many versions of this podcast we're into now. Thank you if you've been here since the beginning. (laughs) But I would love to just shed a bunch of layers and show up authentically and so raw and show you some of the shit that I've been going through or I have been going through, how my journey started, how I even got into doing the podcast and like spirituality, all the stuff that I do because I feel like I've given you guys some tidbits here and there but I really want you guys to know who I am authentically. Like who who am I? <laughs> Why am I here? Does she even go here? So I might call this episode, Let's Get Undressed, because this is what it feels like. So I'm a little nervous, but 
I'm so happy because I know that everyone listening to this podcast is just so lovely and so kind and so supportive and I appreciate you guys reaching out to me and sliding into my DMs, letting me know how much you like the podcast or responding to, you know, episode suggestions, things like that. That means the world to me. So, all right, I'm going to stop procrastinating. Let's get to it. If you guys hear some sighs, that's my Doberman. He's really loud. Also, there is, like, yard work going on, and I was waiting for it to to end, and it hasn't ended. So we're just gonna jump in. So to start off, I was the eldest of four kids, and my parents were immigrants. And so from a very young age, I stepped into a very motherly role. (laughs) I became pretty much like a single... A single mom is what I used to call it. I was obviously supported financially by my parents. However, a lot of the household stuff kind of came down to to me. And I think that that really shaped a lot of my people-pleasing characteristics. A lot of who I am today was shaped by primarily my mom. And so I have a lot to work around with my mom and healing that mother wound and I'm gonna I'm gonna write a book one day that's called like healing my mother or something because I just have so much that I have been going through and it's it's been hard and it's really been so crucial to my spiritual awakening to my spiritual path to understand that I signed up for this. Like, my soul contract needed the mother that I chose in order for me to conclude this karmic cycle, to evolve into the next evolution of who I'm here to be. And so, I've always been extremely spiritual. I've always been very intuitive. Growing up, I would, like, tell my mom things that she kind of would, I think, like, creeped her out. Like, she just wasn't in that vibe. Um, But we were also extremely Catholic. And so I started off very curious. I was like, well, tell me about, like, the angels and tell me about spirits and talk to me about ghosts and tell me about energy. And they just, my parents were just like, not having it. They're like, no, no, no. Like, there's so much spiritual bypass in my house. Um, And it's not, I'm not bashing on them. They could only give what they had themselves, of course. And so that's really where my foundation was. Um, As I grew older, I started to kind of like hide my spirituality. Like, I would you know, have my own little rituals and stuff in nature, but I wouldn't tell anyone about them because I didn't understand. Like, I didn't know it was normal. I didn't know that other people were doing it too. In my household, it was very taboo to do anything outside of what the Catholic Church permitted, and so I didn't want to get in trouble, essentially. Um, A lot of the times, I wasn't allowed to show up as myself and express myself 100%, which is obviously... (laughs) part of the reason I'm having such a hard time showing up and like working through this trauma but we all have some layers we need to shed so here we go once I was in my late teens I had two very traumatic sexual experiences and two traumatic relationships kind of back to back and I think it put me in such a place of like anger and obviously hindsight is 2020 because looking back now I see that this is kind of where my like downward spiral all started pretty much 
immediately after that, I started drinking heavily and kind of getting into a very self-destructive mode. I was looking for ways to numb myself out, to not be present and not have to feel all of the shit that I was feeling, like all of the stuff that I had kept down far where I didn't have to look at it was now kind of bubbling to the surface. And so much like a lot of people, I looked for ways to avoid and not have to work through it. Not that I I think I would have known what to do anyways, but this is where a lot of this started. And when I was probably at my deepest and darkest, and by this I mean like considering suicide and not like in a making a plan, like I wasn't that deep, just in a sitting there and really wanting to not be here anymore. Truly believing that this world, this life would be better off without me. Like I believed I had absolutely no value and there was nothing that I could provide to anything or anyone that would change that. And I met the most influential person in my life up to that point. The person who helped me the most. The person who really just came and like shifted my entire universe. And that was this gal named Melissa. And this is like a full circle. So I don't think, I don't think I'll give you the whole story in like one go. This might be like two-parter, but Melissa's a really big aspect of my spiritual awakening. She is a Reiki master. She was years into her own spiritual awakening. She's extremely intuitive and I'm sure we've been friends for lifetimes and lifetimes. And um, for those of you who don't know, Melissa is actually my husband's mom. Although at this time when we met, I did not know her son. I didn't know that he was like the love of my life. Can you guys hear it in my voice? I'm like so excited just talking about Michael. (laughs) Um, So when I met her, I was in this super dark place. And I remember the day that I met her because it was one of those impactful, like shifting moments for me. I remember what I was wearing. I remember what she was wearing. And the more I talk to people about their own personal spiritual awakenings, it happens in like several different ways, but a lot of people are like, I can tell you the exact day that it happened. Maybe not like the day and time, but like I can tell you it was like, you know, this day that this happened and my whole life shifted. Well, for me, it was this day. I worked at a property management office and um, she lived in that property and she looked at me. He goes, I don't know what's going on with you, but I just want to let you know that you're really strong and it's going to be okay. And I shattered. (laughs) I shattered. I felt, I felt so seen. I felt so like, like I was in the dark and someone shone like a flashlight in my eyes and was like, I see you in there, like deep in there. I see you hiding. It's going to be fine. You're going to be okay. After that moment, I was obsessed with this woman. I was entranced by her love for her son. I was just completely blindsided by what a mother should be because not that my mom was horrendous, 
um, in a lot, in a lot of ways she was, but not in, like, the, the, I didn't have a mom type of way, more of a neglectful way, and to see someone who paid so much attention and cared so much was so healing for me, and she really came and supplied a lot of the things that I didn't even realize I was missing in my life, and I think that I owe so much, so much to her, and it was just one of those, like, you meet someone and they, they shift everything for you, and one of the biggest things that she did was really validate that need for me to ask questions, to look for more, to find God within myself instead of looking externally for, for God, and that was fascinating. At the time, it was, like, the high, the high point of my life was really this deep awakening. And from there, it just kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper. But I was going through this, like, spiritual bypass moment. And by moment, I mean, like, three years. <laughs> Where I was relying on something externally to come and heal me instead of taking this information and really embodying and working through my own trauma. But we'll get there. At some point along the line of Melissa and my friendship, I ended up meeting the infamous son. I met Michael, and the moment I saw this man, I was in love. I was enchanted. I met him with two black eyes and a busted lip, and I've never seen anyone more handsome in my life, and I probably to this day still talk about this man the same way, but he just came and completely shifted my entire perspective on relationships and love, and we were actually really close friends for a long time before we started dating or even considered dating, and because of my previous sexual trauma and relationship trauma, it was it was a really like a healing journey and we both gave ourselves enough time to heal separately before we came together and, you know, essentially became a couple. Not that I was fully healed and I'll go into that, but just that I didn't rely on him to come and solve any of my problems. I was able to work with him through my problems, but it wasn't like, he's going to come and save the day and I'm going to be all better and I'm going to feel loved and unconditionally supported. <laughs> which I do, but I don't attribute that to, you know, just my goal. I attribute that to a lot of the work that I did over time. So at this point, I was still going through the idea that I needed to go to law school in order to be successful. And I've always loved body work. I've loved somatic work. I love healing. And Melissa really pushed me to go to massage school. She was like, I think you've got a gift. I think that this is where it can expand. And dude, she was right. Like, massage school changed my life. And when I started, I really stepped into a power that I didn't even realize was within me. And it like, gave me permission to explore this other side of me, this like part of me that I didn't even fully realize that needed exploring, which is my spirituality on like a tangible level. But of course, um, when you don't do the work, you keep going back to your traumas and your old patterns, and that's exactly what I did. So I went back to school, to Washington State University, 
and again stuck on the idea of like I need to go to law school like there's no success outside of six figures from a degree from a prestigious school or whatever and it wasn't it wasn't the way. It wasn't working for me. And I just kept going deeper and deeper into my spiritual bypass, into this, like, I should be happy. Like, I've got everything that I want, so why am I not happy? At this point, I was not only drinking heavily, but I was also smoking very, very heavily, like, to the point where I was doing things that I should not have been doing under the influence, um, and that's really embarrassing for me, but it's, I think, an important part of my story, also an important part of why I'm completely sober now, and it needs to be shared, because I know that a lot of you are also going through similar, you know, experiences of wanting to get sober, but having a hard time letting certain things go, and I'll do another episode entirely on sobriety. This was just... This is just like letting you know it was also a big part of my life and part of the reason I think that I really touched bottom. Some of the best moments in my life actually happened during this like deep, deep dark and one of those moments was marrying Michael. It was like the best moment (laughs) and the worst moment. Um, So we eloped and by eloping we did it out of love. We really did. And we did it out of excitement. We had only been together officially for a few months, but we did it kind of at the cost of the relationship we had with both of our families, essentially. Um, My family was obviously not happy. They were pretty disappointed for several reasons. And I think that I... I really didn't care. Like, I was so desperate to prove my own individual thought process, my own individual strength, that I wanted to distance myself as much as I could, and that felt like a way out. It also felt like security. I think that as much as I've done so much work now and I didn't depend on Michael to do that inner work for me, at the time, marrying him really felt like I have my own family, so I don't need to worry about my parents' dysfunction and the dysfunction around the family unit as a whole, which is obviously a lie. (laughs) It didn't work out that way. But I would say the biggest thing that I really lost, and I didn't, I didn't really, you just don't think about this shit. Like, you're, when you're so stuck in your trauma and you're so stuck in your toxic patterns, you don't really stop to take a look at what you do and how it affects the people you love the most. And I lost the relationship that I had with Michael's mom, which was so profound for me and was so just, it was like a rude awakening. It was probably one of the moments where I felt like I had gotten into a car accident and I was like dazed for weeks afterwards and I really don't wish that sensation on anyone. It was one of those I fucked up and I hurt someone that I loved so deeply and so it really pushed me even further. (laughs) Like, I should have, this should have been a moment, like, an awakening to, like, come back and, and do shit the right way and, like, figure things out. But instead, I was so stubborn. I was so stuck in my ego that it did the opposite. Not only was I now drinking and smoking, but I was doing toxic trait 
things, like just involving myself in so much negativity and not only not consuming the right stuff, but really just filling my energy field with garbage, filling my body with garbage, filling my mind with garbage, and it pushed me deeper and deeper. Actually, this is when I started to gain a lot of weight, which um, I'll have to do a podcast episode about weight gain and trauma and our fat cells storing trauma, but this is really where I started to lose control entirely, and from this point up to like maybe a year for like a whole year, it was a haze. Everything was a haze and I was just so broken. After that, I started working in Olympia, Washington as a lobbyist. Again, still thinking I needed to be a lawyer, still thinking that this was the way to go. And although I was quote-unquote successful and good at it, it wasn't what I wanted to do and it definitely was not my lifelong mission. It wasn't something that brought me joy or excitement. I would go back to my hotel room and drink like an entire bottle of wine by myself and just sit there and like pout. Um... And then I graduated and that was when COVID kind of started and I think much like everyone in the entire world, it was a huge wake-up call. It was one of those, what are you going to prioritize and also realizing that the hustle lifestyle is such bullshit and so not true and so not the priority, right? Like we get to the end of of this life and we're not going to remember how many contracts we signed. We're not going to remember how much money you made. It's, It's all about the human connection. It's all about the love and working on things that you get to take with you because we don't get to take any of this stuff with you, but the evolution of your soul, that, that shit matters. And when I graduated, I got like my quote unquote dream job at this law firm in downtown Portland. And I just felt like such a boss bitch. Like I was hot shit, right? I was miserable. I hated this job. And I'm pretty sure they hated me too. (laughs) Um, Actually, I got let go after like three weeks just because I wasn't happy. I wasn't performing well. And it pushed me to what I, looking back now, realize was, like, my rock bottom. I sat there, it was a Thursday, and I got fired, and I was sick, and I sat there, and my poor sweet husband was, like, trying to console me and, like, make me feel better, but I was devastated, not because I lost my job, but because I forced myself to do this, like, thing for anyone and everyone but me. I was doing this for my parents. I was doing this to prove to people that I said I would be a lawyer and so I'm gonna do it. I was doing it because I thought that this was the only way to get money. Like, there were so many reasons why I was doing it, but none of those reasons were me. And I was like, this is horrendous. Like, I lost this job, but it really forced me to take the biggest step of my life. And that was to start getting sober. Like, (laughs) I've had a lot of huge steps. This is probably only part of the shit that I've been through, just kind of giving you guys an overview. But I really didn't realize how much of a problem I had until I got let go. And 
I was so numb for the first like week. Like I didn't even have to drink or smoke. I just was like, what is life? I was also so humbled like so humbled. God really showed me what it was like to feel like I climbed the corporate ladder and like I was doing shit and I was doing good. And after that, I struggled with sitting down and just like looking at myself in the mirror. Like it took me a hot second. There was so much beautiful and like gorgeousness around me. Like there was just beautiful stuff around me. Like we had bought in our first house. We lived in this cute little quaint community and I couldn't see past my pain, past my trauma and past my ego. But I'm a huge and firm believer that everything that happens to us happens for a reason. And we signed up for this. I know sometimes it's hard because horrendous things happen in the world, but I believe that before we come into this world, we sign a contract and this contract states, you know, this is the shit that you're going to go through. These are the lessons that you have to learn in order for your soul to evolve to the highest evolution, the next version of who you are meant to be. I didn't know it at the time, but this is the best thing that ever could have happened to me. And then... I started to soul search. I started to go on walks. Like this sounds so, so small, but just being in presence, like being in my body, being in the ultimate, there is no, no other thing that I can focus on other than my pain and just accepting it. Like accepting that I feel like shit and accepting that I hit rock bottom. And I would go on walks and I would start to listen to so many podcasts, which I think is why I love podcasting because I know that for like a whole year, podcasts saved my life. Like having someone in my ear holes telling me it's gonna get better, sharing their own triumph stories were you know, a game changer for me. Like, I really learned so much. Um, I talk about the queen, Catherine Zinkina, all the time, and this is when I started her Manifestation Babe program. At this point, I originally was still, again, fighting for law school and when she did the whole, like, Catherine, who are you living for? It echoed in my soul and I was like, I'm done living for other people. I let go of the idea of law school and I felt like I lost a hundred pounds. Like this was ridiculous. And here's the crazy part. I actually started losing weight and my sobriety wasn't perfect. It would come and go and up until a few months ago, it would continue to come and go. But the essence was different. The motivation was different. I was no longer doing it to prove that I didn't have a problem. I was now searching and seeking my sobriety because I knew that I had a problem and I knew that it needed to be fixed. I knew that I needed to fix myself, to heal myself, and being present was the only way that I was going to get that. So at that point, we ended up putting a beautiful, wonderful tenant into our house and we moved we jumped states. We went to we went to Montana. The rest I've already talked about. Um, I've really condensed this because I would rather not have to do multiple versions. But I'm just sharing this because I think it's so important to to be able to recognize where I've come from and the stuff that I've been through, not in a demeaning, shameful way, but in a way that 
you know, goes to show it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter how much work we think we're putting in. If we're not actually embodying the work that we're doing, it could take us, you know, the rest of our lives to learn that lesson. And it very well could have for me, but I found amazing people, amazing community and amazing support to get me through that. And I really don't think that I would have been able to get through it if I hadn't had the Manifestation Babe program. After um, that program ended, I started a different program and I also started my shamanic apprenticeship, which I will also do a podcast about because I'm super excited to share more on. But touching rock bottom changed my life and I think that I still have a lot to heal from all of this, all of this stuff. Nothing is linear, especially not healing. And so I find that at times I've moved on and at times I'm like, oh man, it doesn't feel like I've done any of the work and this still hurts. But that's all part of the process. And the process is beautiful and ever evolving, just like you. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting me open up and be vulnerable with you guys. I love you. I appreciate you. Send me a message to let me know that you're listening or share, tag, do whatever you got to do. I am so thankful for you guys and I will see you next week. Make sure you hit that follow button to never miss an episode. Share and tag to let me know that you're listening or share with someone that you know needs to be a part of this movement. To get the most out of this community, your community, I encourage you to join the exclusive Law of Love Community Facebook group and follow the podcast on Instagram at lawoflove.podcast. You can also send me an email at hello at lawoflovecommunity.com If you would like to help support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon and get exclusive perks. 